Hello, and welcome to the weekly sermon podcast of Harvest Church here in Elk Grove. We're excited to have you join us as we share God's message of hope and love. Each week, we bring you a new message from our pastors and guest speakers designed to inspire, uplift your spirits, and challenge you. Whether you're listening on your commute, at home, or on a walk, we hope these messages will bring you closer to God and help you on your faith journey. So without further ado, let's listen in. Father, I thank you. Anoint me to do what you have declared that I would do here today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We're going right into it. Part two, who is the Holy Spirit? If you missed part one, you can go back and look at it um, online. So be encouraged. For those that are online, welcome to part two, who is the Holy Spirit? I'm going to give a little review and then we're going to go into it. We began last week on a quest about who is the Holy Spirit. I spoke to you about that. We're always growing. We're always learning that we grow from glory to glory to glory. And so don't be closed off. I know the Holy Spirit. Yeah, so do I. But he's always teaching something new because he's a teacher. Amen. He's always teaching. He's always, there's always fresh revelation as you open up the word of God and you ask Holy Spirit to illuminate the word of God to you. So be open to what God has for you. It is critical that we understand these two scriptures. One of them I'm going to repeat from last week but the next one I will say and I had not repeat from last week John 16 7 says this but very truly I tell you it is for your good that I'm going away unless I go away the advocate will not come to you but if I go I will send him to you it is good come on but very truly I tell you I'm going to read it again it is for your good church harvest church it is good that Jesus went away Because if he doesn't go away, he cannot allow the advocate, the helper, the teacher, the one that comes alongside of us, the paraclete, come on, to come alongside of us. He is saying it is good. So for those who say, I love the Father and I love Jesus, but the Holy Spirit come, he's like third class citizen. No, 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 no. They're the same. Different functions. Hallelujah. John 14, 16 says this. And I will ask the Father, and he will give another advocate to help you, to be with you forever. Someone say forever. Hallelujah. The spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor, um, excuse me, the world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he lives with you and will be in you. It's literally telling us that the world cannot accept him. It's telling us plain, they're going to have a problem. Right off the back. The scripture is saying because we can't see him. See, we saw Jesus, the incarnate in the flesh, walking. We read about him. We read the stories. But the Holy Spirit, we can't see him, so we're already going to have a problem. The scripture's saying it. But he's saying, but you know him. It's correcting it, right? For he lives with you and will be in you. And the word for another in the Greek, it means another of the same kind. Another of the same kind. It's not something different from Jesus. It's the same kind. He will be with us. The follower must understand the believer in Jesus Christ. That's you and I. If you're sitting in this room, 
and you've accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, you must understand what these scriptures are saying. You must understand what Jesus is saying about going away. Until Jesus leaves, the Holy Spirit cannot fulfill his purpose on this road. Every part of the Godhead has a purpose. The Father had a purpose in the Old Testament. Jesus had a purpose in the New Testament. The Holy Spirit was in all three. Come on. He hovered. We talked about that last week. He was in the beginning in Genesis. We ended in Revelation. Every part of the Godhead has a purpose. Jesus, check this out, was limited to space and time. He could only be at one location at a time. He was limited to his physical location. Jesus could only be at one place at one time. So if Jesus was hanging out with Pastor Liz or Elizabeth in my house, he could not be in your house. But guess what? The Holy Spirit can be in all of our houses at the same time. Because the Holy Spirit indwells in every believer, the Holy Spirit can be with everyone at the same time. He is not limited to space and time. That is a glorious thing because he's here in the United States. He's in Africa. Come on, somebody. He's in China. He's in South America. He is everywhere. Tony Evans says it like this. I love this. Jesus would be everywhere at the same time by virtue of the spirit who, would, who could be in everyone at the same time. One God, he says it like this, one God composed of three co-equal persons who is one in essence while distinct in personhood. <laughs> Glory. I'm quoting Tony Evans one last time. The father is not the son. The son is not the spirit. But together, they make up the one Godhead like a pretzel with three holes. They all possess divine nature. They all possess divine nature. We left off last week, and I'm going to read this, and then we're going to get right into it. I just want to give a little recap. We left off last week speaking about the Holy Spirit has feelings because he is a person. We talked about what he's not, but we're gonna, we already talked about who he is, but he has a feelings. He can be, I'm going to shoot these quickly. He can be grieved, Ephesians 4.30. You can find us all in the video next week. He can be insulted. He can be lied to. He can be blasphemy. He can be resisted. He can be vexed, and he can be quenched. He can be grieved. And today, I want to talk about two, just two points the Holy Spirit being grieved. Why am I focusing on these two? The grieved and quenched. Because I believe that believer, many times we as believers do not understand how we can quench or grieve the Holy Spirit. But guess what? When knowledge is power, when we have an understanding how we can do this, then we can correct the behavior. And then God can do something amazing in our lives. Amen? This is not to... Um, beat anyone up. This is to, come on, be sober-minded, to learn, to grow, to have understanding. Because what we don't understand, we continue to repeat. Amen? But when we understand and we have teaching, then we correct the behavior and we know how to respond. We know how to act. We know how to um, have relationship with Holy Spirit. What we don't understand, we fear, we resist, and we want no part of it. 
But today I just want to teach you a little something. There's things that I had to learn. There's things that I want to teach. Ephesians 4.30 says, And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, which whom you were sealed of the day of redemption. The definition of being grieved is to cause great distress on someone. Remember, the Holy Spirit is a person. It's not a it. It's not a dove. It's not a thought. It's not an emotion. He's a person. He's the third person of the Godhead. He can be grieved. He can be a great distress. And some of the ways that we can grieve him, behaviors which grieve the Holy Spirit are these. An attitude of a heart being wrong, that it's wrong. It's just a, a wrong attitude of heart are actions that are ungodly when we're sinning against the Lord. When we're in addictions, these things can grieve the Holy Spirit. Holding on to bitterness. Come on, someone hurt you. And God is saying, forgive them. God is saying, release them unto you. The Holy Spirit is nudging you and saying, let it go. And you're saying, I refuse. Bitterness can grieve the Holy Spirit. Guess what? Unforgiveness. This was a big one. Many times people come to the altar wanting to receive from God and there's a block and the block is unforgiveness and God is saying, I want to heal you. See, what we don't understand about unforgiveness sometimes, and you've probably heard this term, it's you drinking the poison when you don't forgive. The other person's free going about their business. They're free walking, doing their thing. They didn't even think. They don't even know that you're bothered. And inside you're burning up with anger and rage and frustration year after year after year. You sit in services, you hear leaders and ministers and pastors tell you, forgive, let it go. You hear sermon after sermon, but you take your stance and you say, I refuse. Guess what you're doing? Guess what I'm doing if I do that? I'm grieving Holy Spirit. I'm grieving him. I'm grieving him. We can steal from the Holy Spirit. Ananias and Sapphira, they stole. They robbed the money. They kept the money. They lied about the money. You can lie. When we lie, we think, oh, white lies. No, no, a lie is a lie is a lie. God has called us to holiness. God has called us to purity. God has called us to a standard. We should not look like the world. Absolutely not. Why do we have to lie? The Bible says we're imitators of Christ. So we're supposed to imitate our Lord. Our Lord doesn't lie. He confronts. He deals with issues. Man, I love Jesus. He was no chicken. He was graceful. He wept. He had emotions. He had feelings. He loved. He corrected strong when he had to. But man, he was gracious, compassionate. The Bible says slow to anger and abounding in love. When we're, anger, when we're angry and we have anger in our hearts, it grieves Holy Spirit. That can turn into wrath if you don't deal with it. God is saying let's deal with our stuff. Harvest church, let's deal with our stuff. He wants to bring a move of God, but guess what? Judgment comes to the house of the Lord first. We're crying out for move of God. We're crying out for revival. It starts with us. Allowing the Holy Spirit 
to deal with us so we can let go of these things and release these things to him because these things that I just mentioned grieve him. The Holy Spirit is sensitive. We must be aware of the actions towards people and towards ourselves. See, it's so easy to just be up here. And, uh, most of the time you may hear, be kind and be gracious and be a good neighbor. That's what the Bible says. But how about to yourself? I just want to take a pause for a minute. The Holy Spirit, as I was writing this, said, we're the hardest critics on ourselves. We put ourselves down. We say words. We speak stuff that we should never speak out of our mouths because there's power in our tongue. There's life and power comes from our mouth and from our tongue. And we say things about ourselves that we should never say. Oh, I'm so dumb. I don't get this. I can't get this. No, no. Speak life over you. Declare life over you. And if it's a habit, correct it, stop it, and switch it around. And speak the word of God over you. I'm wonderfully and beautifully made in the image of the Lord. He made me with purpose and destiny. I am the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. I am seated. I'm seated with my Christ Jesus. Do you not know who you are when you speak those words? of discouragement over yourself and, and just making yourself feel so ugly and nasty. I'm not beautiful. I don't look like her. I don't look like him. Who cares? Be the best version of you. Come on, get up, wash your hair, get up, brush your teeth, get the best clothes you have on and strut your stuff because Jesus lives inside of you. The Holy Ghost lives inside of you. He loves you. He's for you. Be the best version of you. You are awesome. You are awesome because of Jesus. Stop putting yourself down. Jesus, help us. I pray you're amening and all this, but when you leave this place and tomorrow, the enemy says, oh, you're nothing. Oh, no. Let me stand corrected here. I am everything in a bag of chips because Jesus loves me and he's for me. You don't have to be a size two to be awesome. Come on, somebody. You'll be who you are. Be who you are. Curves and all. Be who you are. Now get healthy. You don't want to die because you're not healthy. Hello, somebody. Balance, hey, hey, we in those junk food all the time, and then hey, we end up in the hospital. That's on us, that's not on Jesus. Balance to this, come on. Somebody said, Wow, yeah, wow. <laughs> the, des- the definition of sensitive quick to detect or respond to a slight change, signals, or influences. The Holy Spirit is sensitive. Changes, signals. <laughs> God help me. You, you know I love you, right? <laughs> the Holy Spirit lives inside of us. We got that clear. And he sees everything that we do. Every day, every hour. Nothing goes like, like he don't blink, like God don't like, okay, I, I close my eyes. No. He sees it all. He goes with us everywhere. And you may say, what's the big deal? No, it's a big deal. Because he's holy. 
and we give permission to ourselves to kind of live. I'm an adult. I can watch that. I can listen. to. No, not really. Because if you're living for God and you've been bought with a price and you say, God, I'm the savior, you're my savior, I give you my life. Well, no longer do you live for you, you live for him. Yeah. See, we talked about it when I first talked about on fire night about this is not a democracy, it's a theocracy. Do you know what that means? There's one boss, there's one leader, there's one master and it's Jesus. But we want to live in a democracy in the kingdom of God, and it doesn't work that way. It's a theocracy in the kingdom of God. He's the one ruling. He's the one. He's the master. He's the one we're following. We don't get in a say and opinion. Our, the say and the opinion is in the word of God. And that's the instruction book of our life. But we don't like to be told because we think we're big and we're grown and we want to do what we want to do. And God says, it's not that way, for my ways are higher than your ways. And let me just tell you something, Harvest Church. His ways, if you can get this, his ways are the best because he loves us and he wants to protect us and he wants to walk with us and he has good things for us. He's never taking away. He's always giving. He's always making it better. But in a time, we don't see it that way because our flesh is nasty. And we want to live anywhere we want to live. We want to be free and do whatever we want. But it doesn't work that way. Because that's when we get ourselves into trouble. Because <laughs> he knows best. Because he formed you. Because he formed me in my mother's wombs. He knit us together. He knows the beginning to the end. He knows your life. He knows when he created you who you were going to be, what profession, what he had, what was your purpose on the earth, and what was the end. But are we hearing and listening to the Holy Spirit? We're listening to God, the Father, Jesus, to hear what he has to say. So our lives will not be jacked up and messed up. So many things, this is a side note, I know I'm just digressing for a minute. So many times we live anywhere we want and then we wonder why our lives are so messed up. <laughs> Let's stop and hear what Holy Spirit is saying and then move. So going back to this, it is a big deal how we live. It is a big deal what we watch. It is a big deal what we let in our house. It is a big deal what we, I'm gonna use the movie as an example. It is a big deal. Yes, let's go there. A movie. I can watch any movie. No, you can't. No, you shouldn't. Does it grieve the Holy Spirit? Because remember, when you're sitting in that movie and they're just throwing F-bombs and this and that and, you know, it's your favorite movie you waited. Guess what? The Holy Spirit is listening to the F-bomb that just went there. Yeah. Remember, he goes everywhere you go. He walks with you. He talks with you. He's everywhere you go. When you're watching and you're addicted to that pornography, Holy Spirit right there is grieved. Yeah, when you're committing adultery and you think you're getting away with it. No. He's watching. He's in the midst. You just brought Holy Spirit in the midst of all of that. And I can keep on from sin to sin, but that's not the point. The point is, is that he's watching that movie. He's being grieved. So if any of those things and anything else that you're in, possibly, the Holy Spirit is here not just to watch it, but also say, if you ask for forgiveness, he's here to forgive you. He's here to cleanse you. He's here to show you, hey, that's not okay. Hey, 
son, daughter, I love you. I have better for you. But we can't keep on covering up our stuff thinking he's not watching, he's not seeing. My pastor in New York City, I love it. He says, in my house, he says, we should be able to take any movie and put it on the screen at the church. Any movie in my house, take it and put it on the screen. And if we could do that, then guess what? The house is clean. And that's how, when I heard that, I don't know, 20, 30 years ago, that's how I live. I want any person to be able to come in my house, to come into my refrigerator, to come into my cabinets, to come into anything. And there's nothing that's going to grieve my God. Because I live for him. I'm not doing it for man. I'm doing it because I live for him. Because I love him. Because I understand it grieves him when I'm watching things that I'm not supposed to watch. So I guard my eyes and I guard my heart and I try as best as I can. I am not perfect. But I'm going to do the best I can. And if the Holy Spirit nudges me, it's going in the garbage. It has no space or room in my home. That if anybody, any young person can come say, Pastor Elizabeth, and they do it back in Louisiana. What we want, go ahead, go pick whatever you want. I'm not, oh my God, ducking and weaving. Are they going to see this? Nah, that's not how I'm going to live. I'm going to live holy unto the Lord. He's called me to it. The second one, we talked about grieving. I want to speak about quenching the Holy Spirit. 1 Thessalonians 5.19 says this, Do not put out the Spirit's fire. Do not put out the Spirit's fire. Behaviors which quench the Holy Spirit. You are in your home and you feel like a nudge. You feel a nudge. The Holy Spirit is calling you to a time of prayer and you just ignore it. That's quenching the Holy Spirit. I've done that a bunch of times. I'm so much better now. Come on. I'm so much better now. We grow, right, church? We grow. He's like, come on, turn off the TV. I'm like, okay, just give me two more minutes, Lord. No. Now I turn off the TV. Yes, sir. Let's go. You learn quick obedience. Quick obedience. He wants quick obedience. It's when he says, not when we say. You're in a, you're in a service and the Holy Spirit speaking to you to sing or to give a prophetic word like the man of God right here just did. And you're just, it's, it's in the inside. You know you have a word of knowledge. You know you have a word of wisdom for the church. You know you want to encourage God is doing something. He's doing, and you're like, mm, come on, I've been there too. We quench the Holy Spirit when we don't speak out in obedience. Thank you, sir, for speaking out this morning. Thank you as pastor released and gave permission for the house to encourage the body that you spoke. You're shopping and the Holy Spirit tells you to say something to the salesperson. You're like, oh God, I don't know what to say. Lord, I'm shaking my boots. I've been there too. Just say, you know what? Start off with, you know what? Jesus loves you. Can I invite you to my church? We have flyers there. You know, Take 10 flyers. Can I invite you to Harvest Church? Start small. God will give you. God will fill your mouth. Start somewhere. You're pumping gas. Has anybody ever been there? You're pumping gas. And you have nowhere to go. Come on. You have the full attention of your neighbor. And God says, go over there and talk to them. I'm like, oh, God, I don't want to talk today. Anybody been there? Just me? And I'm like, okay, let's go. And you just start the conversation. But I promise you that the more you're obedient to God, you're obedient to the Holy Spirit when he's nudging you to speak, it gets so much easier. You're in a service and the Holy Spirit tells you to come to the altar. And you say, no, I'm good. That's quenching the Holy Spirit. He just told you to do something and you told them what you were about to do. 
It's quiet. <laughs> the Holy Spirit desires, he desires, he longs to have an encounter with you. He longs to be with you. He longs to speak to you. He longs. Sometimes you have children and you may long to speak with them and be with them and hang out with them. Well, guess what? I mean, a thousand times that, that's how the Holy Spirit wants to be with you. The definition of quenching the Holy Spirit, we're cutting the flow. We're extinguishing the fire. Talked about that a little bit last week. It's like the presence of God is here. Something, there's a holy hush in the room. Someone just picks up their stuff and just walks out. Did you not just know that he's here, that he cares about everything? Now I'm going to go there for a minute. But when there's an altar call and people are giving their hearts to the Lord and you just want to walk up out because you want to get out the first one in the parking lot because you don't want a little traffic, I love you, but I have to teach you. The Holy Spirit is absolutely quenched and grieved. Absolutely. People, there's destiny and people's lives are in the balance and we want to just pack our stuff and get up out of here because we don't want to be inconvenienced in the parking lot. I'm not talking about if you have a job to go to. Hear me. Know my heart. We have to be taught some things. This is a teaching moment. I'm being as respectful as I can. I'm, I, I don't want to be out of order, but I have to teach you. Because if we're going to believe for a move of God in this house, there's a way that we have to approach the king. There's a way that we have to approach Holy Spirit. And it's not our way, it's his way. And that's why we're so sensitive to give soft dismissals because we want to respect your time. We know that you have plans. We know that you want to go eat. And that is awesome and wonderful. But he takes precedence in this house. And so we're respectful to give you a soft dismissal to say, hey, we want to give a soft dismissal and just go ahead up out of here and y'all can talk out there. But you know what amazes me sometimes? That people are quick to leave, but they'll stay out there and have a 15-minute conversation. You'll have a 15, 20-minute conversation out those doors, but you were quick to leave the presence of God to do what he wants to do. And we wonder why our lives are messed up. And we wonder why our Christianity is dry. And we wonder, could it be? Can I submit to you? Can I submit to you today? Could it be that we care more about our feelings than his? I need to teach you something. He cares about it all. It's not, he don't, we don't pick and choose. He cares about how when he's in the room because we've cultivated a presence for him to come. We attract his presence to come. When we were worshiping this morning, all of us in one accord, the presence of God was here. We, he comes where he's welcomed. What happens when we quench him? It's like dousing out the fire. You're putting out the fire. You're stomping out the fire. You're smothering it. You're beating it out. You put it to an end. You annihilate it. That's kind of a strong word. It is. 
That's what the seeker-friendly church does. We don't want Holy Spirit because we're going to freak people out. It's going to freak them out. Don't pray in tongues on the platform. But why don't we teach about it so that you can have understanding and receive what God has for you? But we said we're going to have Holy Spirit days or a Holy Spirit service. No, every service is the Holy Spirit. He's leading, he's guiding, he's directing, he's moving. But we're just going to have a once a month thing. We have fire night tonight. We're just, that's the lanyard, that's just extra. It's not because Sunday he's not welcomed, but that's what the pastors do. Pastors, I love you. I'm for you. I'm one of you. Stop quenching the Holy Spirit. He's for you. He loves you. He wants your churches to be blessed. Invite him. Invite him. I plead with you. He's the best thing that ever happened to us. He's with us. He's for us. He will bless your churches. Father, in the name of Jesus, help us. Give us understanding who sweet Holy Spirit is. Destroy, to annihilate, to destroy, to cause, to cease to exist. How could it be that we come to the house of God and he cannot be found? How can it be? How can it be that the bride goes to a house and the presence of God is not there? Help us, Jesus. We need you, Holy Spirit. We cry out, we need you. I don't know how anyone lives without Holy Spirit. I have no idea. I need him every day, every hour, everything that I do. I need him. I need him. I want him. Jesus, help us. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, we need you. Holy Spirit, we repent. Come on, church. Let's just repent for things that we've done, things that we've watched, things that we've said, things that we've done, how we leave, how we don't care, how we just come in and out of God's house and we don't just even take notice. It's okay. This is not a rebuke. This is, un this is teaching. This is so that we can get it right. Let's just lift up our hands right now and just repent, all of us, even if you've never done it as a house. I'm repenting. I'm repenting for the house. I'm standing in proxy for every one of you. As Pastor John has given me the authority to speak today, Father, as Harvest Church, we repent in the name of Jesus. Lord, we're sorry, God. We're sorry how we treated you, Holy Spirit. We're sorry that we came anyway. We're sorry that we're talking out there in the foyer. Service has started and we're just about our business. Lord, help us in the name of Jesus to understand that there is a way and that there is order and that you love us and you want the best for us and you want us to have relationship with you. We're asking, Lord, that you would forgive us. Forgive us, Jesus. Forgive us, Holy Spirit, for treating you anyway, for quenching you, for dousing out, Father God, to taking our water hoses and just dousing it out, Lord, dousing the fire, dousing your presence. Lord, we're asking you, we smothered your presence, oh God. 
We didn't welcome you. We just wanted to preach a quick sermon and leave here, Father God. We're asking you, Jesus. We wanted to hear a quick sermon to go eat lunch, oh God. We're asking you, we repent in the name of Jesus. We're asking you to forgive us, oh God. Clean hands and a pure heart. We want to stand before you, Jesus. It's not our way, it's your way. And I'm just going to give you a minute. You know your life, I know mine. Whatever you need to talk to Holy Spirit about right now, just talk to him. Tell him you want to get to know him better. Have mercy on us, Lord. Come on, talk to him, talk to him. He's here. Church, he comes where he's worshipped. He comes where he is received. He stays where he is acknowledged. And he stays where there is freedom and liberty, where he is welcomed. Where he is welcome, he comes. We don't tolerate him, we welcome him. We celebrate him. We celebrate the Holy Spirit. We celebrate the presence of God. We celebrate you. We celebrate you, Holy Spirit. We want you in this place. We want you in the sanctuary. You are the VIP. You are the one we came for. You are the one we came to worship. You are the one we came to adore. You are the one we came to bow before. We are you, you. It is you. It is you. It is you. No one else. It is you. We've come to encounter you. We've come to love on you. We've come to pour out our love. Can we stand up, church, and begin just to, these next minutes, just worship? Thank you for listening to our sermon podcast. We pray that today's message has touched your heart and encouraged your spirit. We believe that the Word of God has the power to transform our lives and inspire us to be better versions of ourselves. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please share it with your friends and family. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel for more inspirational messages. Until next time, may the good Lord bless you. And we look forward to seeing you at one of our weekend services and sharing with you once again next week.